Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. We're in a new series, uh, Generation Gap. We're going to be in this series for three weeks, and uh, really the idea is pretty simple. It's that we can learn a lot from our youth. Uh, I actually started at this church in student ministry, and I can, test, I can attest to the fact that our youth here at this church are extremely gifted, and they have so much to teach us if, honestly, if we're willing to hear it and if we're willing to learn it. Uh, and so that's why over the next three weeks, we're going to be highlighting three of our amazing WC High School seniors, Molly, Ryan, and Mark. Uh, you're going to see them embarrass us each week. And you'll see that there is definitely a generational gap between what they're able to do and what John Todd and I are able to do. Uh, Just as a little teaser for next week, this week was art, next week is gymnastics. So, bet you can imagine how that went. Um, But first, we're starting with Molly, and she is a talented artist. Uh, She's one of our seniors. She also works with our finance department. And Molly was extremely gracious to come and uh, take on this art challenge with us and to prove that we are all terrible at drawing. Uh, John McKellar in particular. <laughs> uh, but, um, but she did that because, as Todd said, this first week we're talking about creativity. Um, and so if you've got your Bibles, you can pull those out. I want us to go ahead and jump straight into our scripture for uh, tonight. We're going to be reading actually from the creation story found in Genesis 2, the story of Adam and Eve. So this is Genesis 2, chapter, or verses 19 and 20. And this is what it says. It says, So out of the ground... The Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal in the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper as his partner. Okay, so many of us, we know this story. It's the creation story. God creates the earth, and he creates humanity. He creates a man named Adam. And one of the very first things that that God does is invite that man into helping him create. God promotes creativity from the very beginning. I mean, God didn't need Adam to name the animals. He's God. God could have said, that's a deer, And that's a cow, and that's a pig, and that's a bird. But he didn't. Instead, he invited Adam into the work of creation. He invited him to use his imagination and to co-create alongside with God. I think that's amazing. From the very beginning of Scripture, we see that God values humanity's ability to create. And you know what? He still does. God gave us the gift of creativity for a reason. And that's not something that we talk about a lot in the church. It's not a topic that we often lean into, but it's true. I think God gave it to us because creativity produces beautiful things. And so tonight, I want us to spend some time talking about exactly why God gave us this gift and Uh, And why creativity is something we should talk about more. Why it's something that is 
fundamental and important to the Christian life. And so first, I think creating in whatever form we do uh, creates joy in us. It's fun. In fact, in a recent survey, 88% of people who were polled said that they feel joy when they successfully complete a creative project. Another study found that 55% of, the adult, uh, of adults who do creative activities on a regular basis describe themselves as optimistic and happy people. That's compared to only 40% of people who said they don't actively participate in any form of creative endeavor. Uh, only 40% of those people said they view themselves as joyful. Creativity produces joy. Maybe that's why Bob Ross named his famous art show on PBS, The Joy of Painting, because art is genuinely something that brought him joy. I read a lot about this man this week, uh, and I learned something that I never knew. I learned that before he became a legend on PBS, he spent 20 years in the United States Air Force. In fact, Bob Ross was a master sergeant, uh, and it was only in his free time that he would teach art classes to people. This is actually a picture of Bob while he was in the army teaching art classes to people who lived on base. Uh, but that wasn't his main job. That was something he did for fun. His main job, surprisingly, this man known for his calm, sweet, positive demeanor, his main job was that he held whatever military position required him to yell at people. He described this, uh, he described his job uh, in the military in an interview, and this is what he said. He said that he was the guy who makes you scrub the latrine, the guy who makes you make your bed, and the guy who screams at you for being late to work. Well, after leaving the military, Bob Ross vowed that he was done yelling. And three years later, he started his famous show, The Joy of Painting, where he, if you've ever seen it, he calmly and tranquilly guides you through an art tutorial. Uh, Bob spent the rest of his life focused on this, focused on spreading joy through creativity, through art. And his impact was so significant uh, through this show that just this year, the first ever painting that he did on the joy of painting, the first ever show, first painting he did was called A Walk in the Woods. And it just went up for sale a couple of months ago for 98 million dollars, which is unbelievable. But Bob found joy in painting. Even when he made what he called happy little accidents, it was okay. He never got upset because for him, working with a canvas was something that just made him feel good. And so many people who have watched Bob Ross's media have found the same thing. They found joy. See, when God created us, he gave us the gift of being able to create too. Because creation is a source of joy. Even when God came to earth as a human being named Jesus, he had a job. And his job was, in Greek, a tecton. And we know that as a carpenter, but that word tecton is also translated as artisan. Jesus was an artisan. He made things. He was a creator. He was a kind of artist. And I bet he found 
joy in working with his hands. I bet it was something that he loved and had fun with. We ought to learn from that. Because like I said, I think sometimes we forget this part of our faith. And even worse, sometimes I think we view our faith lives as something that is in conflict with fun. Something that, that, that butts up against joy. But God loves fun. God invented fun and joy. Again, that's why he created a world where we can find happiness and fun in the joy of painting or the joy of gardening or the joy of dancing or the joy of singing or the joy of knitting, the joy of whatever creative pursuit inspires specifically you. God gave us creativity because creativity produces joy. That's the first thing. That's the first reason that I believe that God gave us this gift. The second thing that I think creativity produces is peace. The act of creating is something that can bring us so much peace in life. And, and we see this in scripture. Take Psalm 51, for example. It's a, it's a song, and it's written by King David after he has committed adultery with Bathsheba. After he has sent her husband off to war and he's died, it's the worst thing David ever did. It's the darkest moment of his life. He's filled with guilt and despair. He, he feels far from God. And so he decides that he's going to write a song. And in that song, he confesses his sin. And he laments his mistake and he thanks God for his mercy. Psalm 51 is, is this beautiful work of catharsis that David needed. He needed to get some stuff off of his chest. He needed to be able to create this piece of music where he could truly bear his heart. And you know what? We need that too. I think we all need things like that in our lives. We all need our own ways to express the things that we're feeling. We need creative outlets. For me, for the last year or so, I've been learning guitar, and you can ask Grace, I am aggressively mediocre at best. I know like four chords, but I've discovered that that's a lot of songs. Uh, but I love to play my guitar, and I love to write little songs that no one will ever hear, except for my wife and my dogs. Uh, and I do it, one, because it does bring me joy, and it is fun. But I also do it because it helps me express my emotions sometimes. I've had many moments over this last year when I've felt overwhelmed or frustrated or stressed out, and I've picked up my guitar and played a little, and afterward, I feel lighter. I feel peace. Again, I think that's a significant piece of why God gave us this gift, this opportunity to create from the very beginning. Yes, it's fun, but it's also functional. It helps us to express things within ourselves that we might not otherwise be able to put into words. Creativity truly can be a place for us to escape uh, when the world becomes just a little bit too heavy. Uh, that was Nina Baker's story. Nina is my wife Hannah's uh, aunt, 
And I, I don't know if y'all know this, but Hannah is an artist. She graduated from college with a degree in studio art and painting. And art is something that is in her blood. It, her whole family uh, is engaged in some form of art, whether it's music or painting. Uh, and that includes her aunt, Nina. And I want to tell you an amazing story about how Nina fell in love with art. Um, a few years ago, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette uh, did a story about her, and, and I got to read it this week. And I had heard pieces of the story before, but I never knew it uh, in its full extent. Uh, anyway, when Nina was 12 years old, she went to see an eye doctor in Mountain Home, Arkansas. She had always had bad vision, and her parents wanted to get that checked out. Well, the doctor told her that she would be completely blind by her 30th birthday. Well, of course, 12-year-old Nina was devastated by this. Uh, but she decided that in light of this news, she would learn to paint. In the article, she said, I thought, well, if I can paint, I can remember how things look. So that's what I did. I just started painting. Well, several years later, when she was in high school, Nina got a second opinion uh, and that doctor informed her that she actually wasn't going to go blind. Uh, but by that time, she had already fallen in love with painting. It was the thing that she had turned to. It, it brought her comfort and peace. And so she kept at it. And her whole life, painting was this place of peace for her, this escape. Later in her life, Nina was in a horrible car accident. Um, she almost died and was in the hospital for, for quite some time. Um, but as she recovered... Once again, she turned to the Lord, um, but she also turned to her art, to the gift of creativity that God had given her. Nina and her husband, David, who is actually ironically an eye surgeon, uh, decided a few years ago that they wanted to open up an art gallery in Conway, Arkansas, where they live. And, and they did so because they knew the transformative, peace-giving power that art could bring people. And uh, I want to share with you something that Nina said about the gallery opening in this article. This is what she said. She said, the purpose is to have excellent art and promote excellent art and just to encourage people to appreciate art and do art. Everybody has a story. After my vision and after my wreck, for me, it's just to be able to express a heart of thanks for life. There's pain all along the journey, but just to get people to communicate that if this could be a place where those stories come out. Nina found peace in her art. She found comfort in the act of creating. And so she wanted to make a space in her hometown for other people to find the same solace that she did. Uh, now look, for you, it doesn't have to be painting or putting something on a canvas. Uh, creative expression has almost unlimited forms. You can write poetry you can invent a, a new recipe. You can make jewelry. You can do origami. You can color a coloring book. You can do yard work. You can do a million different things, and you know what? All of them count. But I really do believe that we all need something. Because creativity can be a source of God-given joy for us. And it can be a source of God-given comfort and peace for us. And lastly, it can be a source of connection for us. In our scripture, God gives Adam the chance to name all of the animals that God created. 
And like I said, he didn't have to do that. And so it begs the question, why did he do that? And I think it's because he was showing Adam that Adam was made in God's image. God was a creator, and on a much smaller scale, Adam could be too. See, letting Adam name the animals, it was a way for God to connect with him. And that's the last thing I want us to see with creativity. It can be a pathway for us to connect with God in a deep, transcendent, hard-to-explain kind of way. Creativity can be like a bridge between us and God. There have been countless artists throughout history that have shared this same idea. Uh, Van Gogh, Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, they all claimed that in doing their art, they found deeper relationship with God. And it's not just painters that have experienced this. Take J.R. Tolkien, for example. Uh, Tolkien is the British author responsible for The Hobbit and for all of the Lord of the Rings series. Uh, If you don't know, Tolkien was a deeply devout Christian who believed that all of his creativity was, quote, a supreme gift. That's what he would call it. A supreme gift which came straight from God. Uh, He tells a great story about a time when he was working as a university professor. Tolkien uh, claimed that this was the moment that he found the inspiration for everything he would go on to create, The Hobbit, uh, all of the Lord of the Rings books. This is, this is the story. This is what he wrote. He said, I was doing the dull work of correcting exam papers when I came upon a blank page someone had turned in, a boon to all exam makers. I turned it over and wrote on the back, in a hole in the ground there lived a hobbit. That sentence would become the first line for The Hobbit. I'd never even heard of a hobbit or used that word before. I love that. Tolkien literally invented a word while grading papers, a word that had never existed before him, hobbit. And then he invented an entire world with dense lore around it. And his whole life, his whole career, he attributed that to God. Later on in a personal letter to a friend of his where he was describing his writing process, this is what he said. He said, the other power, God, took over. The writer of the story, by which I do not mean myself, that one ever-present person who is never absent from us. Tolkien believed that his greatest work of art was a co-creation with God. It was like it all came from God, but he got to name a few animals, or a few hobbits at least. Look, my point is, If you want to try and find a new way of experiencing and communing with our God, get creative. Find him by expressing yourself in a new way. Find him by looking around and and, and being in the beauty of his creation, of his creativity that is all around us. Because everything in our world is God's art, including you. We are his masterpiece. Our God is a creator and he calls us to create too. I love what Ephesians 2 says. It says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. 
For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. All of us are God's handiwork. We are his works of art. And he created us to do good work, to do the good work of of loving our neighbor, to do the good work of inviting people in, to do the good work of creative expression. And so the question that I want to leave us with tonight is what creative pursuit do you have in your life? How are you enjoying this amazing gift that God has given you? What animals are you naming? What happy little accidents are you painting? What are you creating that is bringing you joy and peace and connection with our creator? Because it is exactly what Ephesians says. We have been saved by grace and we all are God's works of art. We are his handiwork. So let's go and do something creative. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for this amazing gift, this invitation to co-create with you. Lord, we thank you for music. And we thank you for art. And we thank you for gardening. And we thank you for crocheting. And we thank you for all of these little things that we so often take for granted. Lord, help us to find ways to meet you in creative spaces. Lord, for some of us, that comes really easily. For some of us, we, we've always done this. But Lord, for some of this, is, this does not come easily. This is difficult. This is outside of our comfort zone. And so Lord, I just pray that you would help every one of us find something. That we would all find our own version of naming the animals, our own version of, of, of painting, our own version of, of, all of all of the things that we talked about. Creator God, we, we thank you for all that you've made. Help us to better appreciate it. Help us to walk out of this service and out those doors and to see your handiwork, your creation in a new way. Help us to appreciate it a little better. Lord, we thank you. And it's in the name of our rock and our redeemer, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.